What's up, everybody? It's another episode of All the Best Things. This week, we have someone who I've worked with in the past, kind of job shadowed, and he kind of gave me the opportunity to see what the strength and conditioning aspect of things is like. Uh, he's also a college basketball assistant coach down at Lewis Clark State College. Please welcome to the show, Life Carlberg. Jake, thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah. So we'll dive right into things. Uh, tell the viewers a little bit about what your responsibilities are there off the court. Uh, I know you're doing a lot of X's and O's during practice and stuff, but what is what is some other responsibility you have there at the school? Yeah, that's a good question. And uh, and to be honest, at, at the small college level, and to kind of define that, the small college level for athletics is is kind of defined as NCAA Division II, uh, NAIA, and, and the NCAA Division III levels. Um, and what you find there is, you know, when you when you have assistant coaches, a lot of these schools don't have the funds that you know the big time Division One schools do. Um, and so, in order to make it work to be a college basketball coach, there's there's a few different areas that you kind of get to have your hand in at the school, uh, sure. just to make to make the finances work, which is good, um, especially for me. You know, I got a wife and two kids now, and so like, obviously, paying the bills and putting food on the table is is the number one priority. So that's a little bit behind the scenes. So yeah, kind of like you're saying, there's, there's other things besides coaching that I do on campus. Um, the job that I have has kind of evolved over the years. Um, they've kind of given me some different responsibilities, taken some away. Uh, but right now what I do is um, I, I head up the fitness center on campus at LC. So in charge of hiring, um, scheduling, uh, maintenance, all that type of stuff. Um, and then uh, in addition to that, they just actually, uh, made me the head over the intramural program here at LC. So, oh, nice. Um, yeah, so that's kind of a recent development. Um, it's it's really good as far as the schedule goes. Kind of helps me, um, kind of remain more of like an overseer. Um, sure. Uh, as opposed to some of the jobs I've had in the past. Um, so schedule wise, it works out with this uh, pretty well. So, but yeah, then where where you and I got connected was when I yeah. first got here. Um, so one of the jobs that I had, I was I was head over the fitness center, but then they also had me doing some strength and conditioning for the baseball team. Um, so even though I was the the basketball assistant coach, I was getting mm -hmm. to work with the baseball team in the weight room. And uh, yeah, you and I got to see you know firsthand uh, what kind of goes into the nuts and bolts of getting guys ready to perform on the field. And uh, it was a great experience for me, you know, being able to kind of have a voice in in that angle uh, with with these athletes that are hearing from their on the field coaches, you know, day in and day out. Yeah. I think, yeah, you, what you and I both got to see was just how different people are wired and how different people have different strengths. And so helping people maximize, you know, kind of their God-given, like, template, you know, in terms of what their body is and, and sure. where they need to, to grow and stuff. So, um, yeah, that was all good experiences for me. And then I've also done a little bit of teaching here over the years. Uh, they've given me some classes. Like I said, with that recent development, um, I'm no longer going to be teaching. Um but uh, but thankful for the time I've gotten to spend in the classroom too. So yeah, yeah, and and moving forward a little bit to kind of play off that first question, how has I see you're back in the office, which is a good yeah. thing. How yeah. has COVID kind of kind of put a a stop to everything that's going? I assume it's put a stop to everything you were kind of doing. And yeah. and with that, to kind of build on that, I mean, are you are you able to use? any practice time or any court time? Are you, are you guys able to meet in person with, with your players right now? 
Yeah. So, I mean, for your first question, it, it rocked our world. The timing of this whole shutdown. Um, I mean, I, I understand, first of all, let me, a little disclaimer. Yeah. There's a lot bigger things going on and there's a lot higher priorities and people in leadership. I, I don't envy them and the decisions they have to make. And so this sure. isn't like going on a rant and, you know, complaining, but in, in our little sphere of what we do, mm -hmm. uh, we had just finished um, the, the most successful season in school history. We were 27 and three. Um, and then we had our conference tournament and we, we won our conference tournament, the conference championship game. We beat our rival by 20 points uh, on our home oh, floor. Got nice. to cut down nets. Yeah. And so we had a lot of momentum. We're heading into the national tournament. Yeah. Uh, the bracket had just come out for the national tournament. I was sitting in my office making travel plans, getting the hotel, our information. We were a number two seed, you know, one of the favorites to win it all. And nice. uh, boom, tournaments canceled, you know. Uh, and so yeah. in terms of how it affected us, this is, you know, what you work for year round to, to mm -hmm. put yourself in a position to compete at the highest level and hopefully win a national championship. And, um, you know, all of a sudden it's just, it's gone, you know. And so that kind of puts things in perspective for you. And I yeah. think the the questions that we had to answer from our guys, um, well, I should say, we didn't really have many answers for our guys, but they had all these questions. They're coming to us like, you know, if you can imagine their hopes and dreams of being a part of a national championship team just got taken from them. And yeah, so yeah. I think I think yeah, that was that was a tough part for us. But as coaches, you know, obviously we want to win a lot of games, but I'm in it for much more than than the wins it's about developing relationships and helping learn life lessons and teach life lessons and and there's no better time to do that than to walk you know with your guys through something like this that was yeah pretty pretty tragic for for especially a couple of our seniors so yeah yeah uh it, i mean from from sports to people just working and and making a living like you had said before this has kind of put, I mean, for lack of a better term, a damper on things and, and it's affected people differently, but it's yeah. pretty crazy just how much, you know, how long it's lasted and how we've had to adapt kind of on the fly. So I yep. don't envy you for having to explain to those seniors and maybe that was their last chance or whatnot, but right. I'm glad that at least they had a successful season. It wasn't coming off something that was, they were already, you know, in the dumps about or something like that. So it kind of yeah. helped that you guys were uber successful this season. So Right. Yeah, we look back on it. And, I mean, our last moment as a team on the floor was cutting down nets in front of our home fans after spanking our rivals. You know, that like that feels pretty That's good huge. to look back on that. Yeah. And not many teams, you know, get to end the season on a win cutting down nets. And so right. even though it wasn't the national championship, like you said, yeah, there's perspective that you can kind of look back on and, um, you know, control you can control per se. Like obviously no one can control the decisions that are being made, you know, by the higher ups in terms of right, where this right. virus thing goes. But, you know, if our guys can take that perspective and, and just, you know, I, I think for me, one thing I've been learning is to redeem the time that you've been given. And, you know, time's something yeah. that like, we don't know how much of it we have, but we're always spending it, you know? And so yep. it's like, yep if you see it in that light, you're like, man, I want to make this time count. I want to redeem this time. And so for our guys, you know, we were telling them all year, you don't know when the last time is that you're going to be able to walk out of that locker room with your, with your teammates and go to battle. And, uh, 
man, that sure became true. <laughs> I, I wish yeah. it didn't happen the way it did, but you know, it was a good lesson for us to learn just in terms of making the most of the time you've been given. Sure. So. Sure. Yeah. So, I mean, you played college basketball, you played overseas, correct? Professionally. And, and then you jumped into coaching, kind of take us on that path that how you figured out that you wanted to get into coaching and how you found success at the professional level and, and such. Yeah. So, I mean, my path, I, looking back on it, I, I, I think it, I have a pretty simplistic view of things. Um, sure. And, and I mean, that can be a strength that can be a weakness. I don't know. It probably depends on how you're wired, but for me, I just wanted to play basketball until someone told me I wasn't good enough, you know? And so yeah. I figured like, Hey, you know, given my, uh, athleticism or lack thereof and mm -hmm. uh, just the percentages on people that you know make it to the highest level I, I I not that I was shooting myself down but realized pretty quick that I probably wasn't going to play in the NBA you know sure, and sure. Uh, the guys the guys that are built like me that do you know the Dan Dickows of the world and guys like that there's they're on another level so yeah. um, for me I just was like hey let's see how far this thing can go you know and um, and so I worked really hard I um, my dad uh, worked at, uh, the church that we went to growing up and I went to a uh, school that, that was kind of, uh, connected to the church. And so, mm -hmm. you know, finding little ways to get in the gym, my dad had keys. I could get in there whenever I want, you know, the, a lot nice. of the janitors, like I, I had been affiliated there longer than they had been there. And so when they saw me in there shooting, they're like, oh, okay, yeah, whatever, just do your yeah. thing, you know? And so, nice. um, so yeah, just tried to take advantage of little opportunities that I had to get better. Um, was blessed to uh, to receive a scholarship to play in college down at the Masters University down in, in Southern California. Um, and yeah, by, by all means, was, wasn't a world beater. I wasn't the best player on my team or, or even in my league, but, you know, tried to find ways to um, get on the floor and make an impact. And so, um, yeah, I felt like at the end of my career, um, was at peace with kind of how I had played at the college level and decided to give the overseas thing a shot. And you know, the overseas world when it comes to basketball is yeah. uh, it, it has a lot of angles to it. There's a lot of levels to it. Um, sure. You know, when people hear you say you played overseas, that can mean a lot of different things. Um, obviously, yeah. there's guys that are like borderline NBA guys that are playing and making six figures and you know doing really well. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. Just to clarify, that was not me. Um, so my my path, I, I went on a tour to Israel and Palestine. Uh, with a group called Athletes in Action and uh, was able to get a little exposure there, played in the Palestinian Professional League uh, for about a month. They just kind of placed me on a team just to get to know people and play and kind of showcase my, my skills sure. a little bit. Yeah. And then from there, yeah, an opportunity came up in Australia to play for a club team out there. Um, stayed with some host families to, to, you know, save money and, you know, make the most of the experience and had a really, really good time um and and played pretty well um to where some conversations were happening on on where my next stop was going to be and, and we were mm -hmm. kind of in the middle of that um I didn't have an agent per se but I had a guy that was kind of working with me to give me some insight and sure. how to kind of sure. break through mm -hmm. and then in that off season I got an offer to uh to become the assistant coach at, at the college that I went to and so I knew I wanted mm -hmm. to get into coaching yes yeah, so it was it was it was a pretty quick stint playing overseas um I knew I wanted to get into coaching. I knew that, you know, being 24 years old and being able to break into the coaching industry, you know, in a full-time position was something that not a lot of people had. And so right. 
I just felt like it was something I couldn't pass up at the time and um, definitely thankful I did. It's yeah, it's, it's been a great path so far. So. Nice. Nice. And playing off that a little bit, you with all the basketball experience you have, is there something when you're out recruiting on the road? I know recruiting's a little bit different now with COVID and everything, but is there something you look for particularly in a player, something that maybe is based off of your game a little bit, or is it just kind of, all right, that guy's really good. Let's, let's send him an offer. You know, let's, let's follow him through the ranks. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that, um, there's definitely things that just jump off the page at you. I mean, it, sure. it doesn't take a college basketball coach to notice, you know, when some players better than everybody else on the floor, you know, like right. a lot of people right. can notice that the reality is at our level, um, you know, if, if we just go recruit the best player in the gym, every time, a lot of times, you know, th those players are going to go division one or those players are going to have, you know, a ton of more opportunities, you know, they, they might be a mid-major guy. So the chances mm -hmm. of us getting them might not be as good. So I think that's where the art of kind of noticing potential talent, but also like the intangibles that like can be developed, you know what I'm saying? Over mm -hmm. time mm -hmm. is where, is where it really becomes like an art form for us. Um, you know, we, I, I've, I've recruited players. There's a kid we have in our program right now who played on, uh, you know, a, the best public school team in the state of California, Sheldon High School. They yeah. played in the state championship against Sierra Canyon, you know, and yeah. Yeah. the starting five on their team, you know, they're all going division one, but Hey, he was a bench player that has a lot of potential and, and showed some signs of being pretty good. And so, you know, being able to recognize that, Hey, he may not be fully developed yet, but these are some areas that we can help him out in. Sure. Um, you know, those are the type of things that you're looking for. Uh, kind of a funny story on that. Like when I first recruited, I, I didn't know how to like determine what level guys were going to end up at, you know, right, like I right. just, I know what good basketball looks like, but how do you just watch a player play and say, Oh, he's a, he's an NAIA player. He's a, D3 player no he's a division one player it's, and what happens if hard. you catch him yeah what happens if you catch him on a great game or maybe they're playing a down game like right yeah you know what I mean there's so many I can only imagine to it. <laughs> yeah and so the head coach that I was working for just said hey this is what I want you to do as you're kind of getting a gauge and getting a feel for it just mm -hmm. go watch this game and write down the players that you like the most you know we'll worry about level later but just like I want to see what you have an eye for kind of thing yeah. And so like there were two guys that really stood out in that game. And so I wrote their names down and they were young at the time. I think it was like a 16 U game. Mm -hmm. um, and I went back later and looked at them and the two guys names that I wrote down uh, were TJ Leaf and Kyle Guy, um, both okay. of whom are in the NBA right now. <laughs> yep. And yep. Uh, one, one went to UCLA, the other went to Virginia and, you know, they were two of the best players in the country. And so that was a good lesson for me. Like, okay. Um, they're probably not ending up at our level. Those guys right, are, right. you know, high major division one players. So for me, that was good to kind of just gauge and, and almost like just zero in on like, what are the type of things I should be looking for? So, um, yeah, I think practically speaking, not to belabor this question, but you know, when I look at a player, I think their strengths are going to stand out right away and that's not going to be very hard to find, but it's like, what do, what are the things that maybe aren't their strengths that can be developed that could help them succeed at your level? So, sure. you know, if I see a player who's a really good shooter, right? Like it's obvious to everybody in the gym, he's confident. He likes to make shots. Like he's, he's a go-to guy in that sense. Well, right. then I'm looking at how, how does he defend? You know, can he stay in front of a guy that's 
that's pretty quick that wants to get to the basket or, yeah. you know, how well does he communicate with his teammates? What's his body language? How does he have a feel for not just shooting the ball, but can he deliver passes and, and make sure that he's mm-hmm. not turning it over or taking away from the offense? So little things like that, I think, beneath the surface or or things that you try and kind of determine if a player is going to be good for you. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, this could be a stupid question, but COVID has changed how you're recruiting this, this off season, mm-hmm. obviously is something like, I know they've rescheduled like hoop fest and stuff. Is something like that potentially somewhere where you could find someone in a, in a competitive bracket or something like that. I mean, seeing that there's not summer leagues necessarily going on or there's not, you know, like rec leagues or, or anything like that, really. I mean, is is an outdoor basketball tournament, like three-on-three three even, somewhere where you could find potential recruits? Yeah, you know, as a college coach, you they kind of use that, that phrase that you're always recruiting, you know. Yeah. Like, it, it doesn't just have to be at a high school game or at a state tournament or at an AAU tournament, you know, if, if – if I'm at a random open gym, you know, at a athletic club playing and there's a guy who appears to be in high school that's pretty developed and looks like he could be a good player. Hey, I'm recruiting, you know. There you and go. So, there like, you go. Yeah, I mean, by all means, if I'm at Hoop Fest and I see someone jump off the page and, and you know, maybe ask a question or two and realize that he's a high school player and, hey, he's got a good feel for the game. Um by all means that, that can take place there. There's a, sure. I don't know all the details of this story, but there's a guy that played at LC who's in the record books. Uh, and the word on the street is that he was noticed by the head coach here. This would have been back in the nineties, um, but was noticed at a three on three tournament they used to have down here in Lewiston. And so yeah. they noticed him, he was just down here working or something. I don't know all the details, but he ended up getting him to come here and he ended up being one of the best players in program history, you know? So, yeah, yeah, I mean, crazier things have happened for sure. So it's, yeah. I mean, now more than ever, you got to rely on YouTube highlight tapes and stuff, right? I mean, how, I I can't imagine in your position, how you're sifting through because everyone can make a highlight tape, right? Like that's, I mean, it's, it's like Instagram or anything on social media, you put the highlights on, you know, and how are you at, at this position at this time, sifting through the good, the bad and the ugly? yeah and that's that's another thing that's hard to do too because film can be deceiving you know um player you know if he's sending you his highlights obviously he's going to make every shot and he's going to you know never get beat on defense and he's going to you know it's going to be all the highlights it's going to be the good stuff Um, yeah and so I wouldn't say that we ever you know sign a kid or offer a kid purely based off highlights Um, there's got to be more in-depth recruiting that takes place you know a lot of times kids will send me emails and, and they'll include their highlights. And, you know, my first question after watching their highlight, cause that does pique your interest, you know, it shows yeah. what they are capable of. Yeah. Uh, but then the first question is, Hey, can you give me some full game footage, you know, or, or, Hey, can I get your coach's phone number? You know, mm-hmm. there's, there's other steps to this that can really help us determine what type of player you are. Sure. And yeah, like you said, with COVID, I mean, uh, spring AAU was canceled uh, this, this last year. And AAU, for those that don't know, is like club basketball, um, yeah. where you you have different recruiting events they put on, you know, sure. over the spring, and then they have a summer session too. That a lot of college coaches will go evaluate players at, mm-hmm. uh, and then summer, yeah, summer AAU um, isn't isn't happening like it normally is either. So a lot of this stuff's just taking place over video and and online. Uh, my email inbox has been flooded the last few months, and so oh, I can believe you, it. <laughs> you do your best to sift through and organize and and 
you know, if I wanted to spend the whole day going through potential recruit emails, I could do that. So you got to get other stuff done. So you yeah. just, you try and make it work. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's the type of thing that, you know, you're always recruiting. So to be able to build a database of players is, is a big, big part of this game. So, yeah. Yeah. So moving forward a little bit, um, you're sharing wisdom with your players, potential recruits on and off the court, you know, every day, if you were to actually write a letter to your younger self, what is some knowledge you would drop on yourself or maybe a lesson that you would share, maybe some advice? What, what's a letter to yourself? Summarize that for me. Uh, you're talking about like for me as a player? Yeah. Yeah. So if okay. you were, if you were to recruit yourself, you know, yeah. and after experiencing everything that you have, what would you tell your younger self? Like do this instead of this, you know, try this instead of doing it this way. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I think there's a lot of different angles I could probably go with it. And if you ask me that same question in a week, I might have a different answer for you just based sure. on what is right in front of me at the time. Um, yeah. But I think given like all the current situations, the current circumstances, uh, I think it would, it would mainly be based around that idea of just being thankful for the opportunity to play. Um, yeah. I think it's, I think it's something that, you know, there were probably a lot of times in my career that I, I may have taken advantage of um, just, or sorry, taken for granted um, yeah. the, the ability to play college basketball or even at high school to, to have a coach that really understood what was going on and invested in me. Um, I, I just, the more I think back, like if you can live a life of thankfulness, doesn't matter if it's in sports or in your family or, you know, that your fitness journey or, or your career or whatever it is, like if you can wake up and just be thankful for, for the things that are in your life, I think it's going to help and it's going to show in how you pursue that. Um, I mean, I tell our players all the time that, you know, when you come to practice and you're not ready to roll, or if your mind's somewhere else, or if you're not locked in, Hey, I'll show you my email inbox. I'll show you how many players across the country wish they could be in your shoes right now. You know, they're sending me emails every day and, and that's, that's real. And so to be able to recognize that, you know, the opportunity that I had, in my upbringing and, and playing at the levels that I did is something that, you know, not, not everybody gets to experience. I just, man, I'm thankful for it. And I, I look back on all the different paths that, you know, I crossed with people that I probably never would have met if it wouldn't have been for this game, you know, basketball, sure. like that's something that's special to me. So um, yeah, you could say like in a roundabout way, I mean, my wife and I met at the same college, like, yeah. basketball is what brought me to that school basketball is what brought my wife to that school like yeah just be thankful for for the doors that it opens and the paths that you cross with people and yeah I think that's probably what I'd base around and then, and then like with all this COVID stuff it's you know it was taken from our guys in an instant and you know sure. they thought they're going to be boarding a plane in a couple of days to go try and win a national championship and just like that it, it was gone so yeah. just being thankful and redeeming that time that you have in front of you so that's that's probably what I would say all right. Yeah. I, I mean, that sounds great. And to kind of put the, the finishing touches on this, what is some advice maybe you would share with potential recruits or, you know, how would they improve their visibility to the coaching staff there at LCSC if, if maybe they were interested in coming to your school? Yeah, that's a good question because, you know, I, I, I can feel for the kid that might feel a little hopeless, you know, sending an email and they know that, 
I'm getting hundreds of them and, and, you know, like how do you really break through and, and yeah. form that relationship and get recruited? Sure. There's a lot of different services out there. There's a lot of different ways that people have tried to come up with to, um, you know, kind of streamline that process. Mm-hmm. I almost think that a lot of these services online can create a little bit of clutter, you know, and, and really right. the, the bulk of my recruiting um, comes with, the high school coach, the AAU coach, the junior college coach, or people that I know that are in the area um, that, hey, you know, live in, you know, Spokane, and they hear there's a kid down at, you know, whatever high school that, hey, he's turning some heads or he's got some potential. Like, those are the conversations to me that stick out. So Mm -hmm. they're not going to know who my entire network is, but my advice along those lines to be recruited by anybody would just – be become the best player you can be and as as simple as that sounds like that's that's something that I think a lot of kids um you know probably need to focus more on instead of how many Instagram followers they have or or how cool their you know uh, you know whatever how cool their online presence is it's like man are you in the gym working on your game like the proof is in the pudding and like when you go out there and play in your high school season it's going to be shown, you know, how hard you've been working in the off season. And so um, not everybody has to be a high major division one player, you know? And so if, yeah. if you realize that your potential might not be at that level, Hey, you, you still have a responsibility to max that out. And, you know, if you're truly serious about working on your game and getting better, um, you know, conversations are going to be had and, and you'll get noticed. Um, you know, I could, probably spout off you know a handful of names of kids up in Spokane right now that I'm going to be looking at this next year I'm not going to give away my secrets but just to to put it in perspective like they they don't even know who I am but but I know who they are because they've been you know showing that potential and so yeah as simple as that sounds and as like as abstract as that might seem like that's just become the best player you can become and I think the people in your in your area will will take notice so yeah. So where can we find, I mean, are you, are you active on social media? Is there somewhere where listeners of this podcast or potential recruits could, can catch up with some of your content and stuff that you're putting out? Maybe if you're running clinics or something coming up. Yeah. So we actually just had our first camp and our only camp. We were actually supposed to be having camp this week and it got canceled. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Cause of, cause of you guessed it COVID. Um, yeah. But we had camp last week. All that stuff is is advertised on our website. Um, okay. You know, if, if things start to clear up and we're able to, um, there's a chance we might do some stuff in the fall. Um, but uh, a, a good way that you can keep track of our team is through Twitter. We're pretty active. Um, our team is uh, at LCSCMBB. And then my personal uh, Twitter is at life.carlberg. Um, and uh, I'm sure you can – you know, add that in the show notes or, or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, just to keep track of who we're at uh, or who we are and where we're at. Um, that That's probably the best way. That's probably where I'm most active in terms of coaching is, is on my Twitter. So, um, and then our, our school website uh, for athletics is uh, www.lcwarriors.com. And uh, you can find our schedule on there and all our contact info and yeah, lots of ways to get involved. So. Perfect. Well, with that said, Life, I'm not going to take too much more of your time. I appreciate you taking the time out of your day to, to sit down and do this podcast. Um, yeah, I mean, that's that, I think you kind of put the bow on it, the ribbon on it there with everything that's going on, and you summed it up really well. So 
uh, with that said, I'll, I'll kind of leave you with that. And, and again, thank you so much for, for joining us today. Yeah, I appreciate you asking me, Jake. It's been fun to follow your career since leaving here and, and working with the baseball team. And uh, yeah, pretty cool to see what you're doing and the podcast too. I, I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much again. All right.